Listening to Skip Intro, I'm Lee Chui Lin in the studio with me in McNally Bahe Yusuf and Julian Yap. Today we're talking about this film. What can you tell us about the Lima project? The ship disappeared approximately 16 years into the mission. And the commander was? He was my father, sir. Your father was experimenting with a highly classified material that could threaten our entire solar system. All life could be destroyed. We're counting on you find out what's happening. I love you. I worry about you. Are you truly sure that you're ready to go on this voyage? I'm ready. So that, of course, uh, was at Astra, which I remember watching the trailer for when we were doing a movie snacks now, I don't know how many months ago. And it's out and you've seen it. So what's the stories? Morning Glories, was it good? Did you like it? <laughs> what's the story, Roy? So Brad Pitt's character is uh, called Roy McBride, who's an astronaut, but he's a sad and lonely man. Is he though? <laughs> I, I ha- I'm going to jump on that because I don't know if he was a sad and lonely. He kind of is. I mean, he, he says I'm kind of sad and lonely, just not to a psychiatrist. And but, yeah. he's an astronaut. It is the near future. Uh, it is a time of hope and conflict. People seem to have gotten it into their heads. They really want to look for extra- extraterrestrial life. And he's an astronaut. Uh, Pulse knocks out basically all the electrics on what they call the International Extraterrestrial Antenna, mm. which is like one of these projects they have looking for extraterrestrial life. And it turns out that a previous expedition led by his father, as played by Tommy Lee Jones, that went to the edge of the heliosphere, which is the edge of the solar system, in order to get a better look out there for extraterrestrial life. His project seems to be having problems that is causing these surges. So they're trying to get Brad to send a message to find out what exactly is going on and can they stop these catastrophic pulses because if not, all life on Earth could be wiped out. You're making it sound a lot more dramatic, as the trailers did. So, yes. you know, yes. that's... Yeah. Yeah. And then the actual near. product. There's yeah. like, I think there's three action scenes in the trailer cut together. And I think that's those three movies... Those the three, there's four yeah. action scenes in the movie. Something, and yeah. there's like 20 minutes to a half an hour between them. Which mm. I absolutely can't fault them for. Because, yeah. you know, the trailer alone, they're going to draw in every type of audience because it's so captivating. It's like, oh my God, Brad Pitt is in space. Oh but, my God, a moon buggy chase. Yeah, but also... It's not that kind of film, which is okay. It's a, a completely different kind of film, and I I loved it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I I would I have a, I tend to have an issue with with films that put out trailers that are supposed to attract you because it feels like a cheat. A trailer is supposed yeah. to sort of mm. give you an indication of what the movie is, the tone, the feels, the the I wouldn't say the storyline, but the generic whatever of the film. Mm. This move, this trailer made it look like an action sequence in space, an action film in space. Wasn't an action film. No, there's there's an awful lot of Brad Pitt talking to his personal recorder because the astronauts have to do regular psych psych evals. And so there's an awful lot of him putting a recorder in his throat and just saying, I am on board with the mission. You know, basically doing the Ryan Gosling from Blade Runner 2049, where he's just repeating versions of, he might Mm. as well just say interlinked a few times when he's going through his rigmarole. So it's like his, his facade starts to crack as he's going out further and further into space. It's kind of hard to have a high-paced action space movie when it takes seven weeks to get anywhere. 
Did you notice that it said? Yeah, it said, but took, that's, yeah. That's part of it. They that's just skip over it. large yeah. sections of like sitting around in a spacecraft. And I think you said it well at the, the, as the credits were rolling by here. I think it was you or one of the two of you said, that's like a Terrence Malick movie. Uh, yeah, I said it, yeah. And I think that gives oh. you a... Yeah. Oh, you're yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's a Terrence... Yeah. You well, didn't like the thin red line? Thin no, no, line? I don't have tremendous issues with Terrence Malick, but... I'd have liked to have known that going in. Right, yeah, exactly. Yes. You need yeah. to prepare yourself because yeah. you, you need to know going in that it's like, oh, I'm going to spend five minutes looking at a rock. You know, it's just that, that mm. sort of thing. Mm. But it's a space rock. I mean, I don't, actually, I'm kind of more intrigued now um, than I was by the trailer because the trailer didn't exactly do much for me because um, I like Brad Pitt as an actor, but he's kind of, um, because in a way, because he's a good performer, you don't really know what to expect. Mm. He doesn't come in with like, oh, Tom Hanks, nice guy. Like, yep. like it's Brad Pitt. Yeah. He's yeah. probably cool, but you don't know mm. much else. He's got an amazing haircut. Uh, he always, he tends to. So I, I saw Brad Pitt and I just thought, okay, so this is like, interstellar again you know and and i didn't need another interstellar so now that you say like terence malick i i'm a little bit more on board although i still need to know more i so what kind of film is this so it's not a space actioner per se no a thriller yeah it's a journey to the edge of the solar system and to the edge of one man's heart and it's technically (laughs) it's technically categorized as a science fiction film but i don't think it can be a science fiction it's a science fiction drama because no, they drive because, around space. Yeah, they've got science and it is fictional, but it's it, not a sci-fi. It could as well, it might as well be basically he it's like the it's saving Private Ryan where he's going to save his dad during World War II. Like the actual the no. fact that it's space doesn't quite matter. He's got to go a long distance to find his father and along the way he's going to find out a little bit about himself. Yeah, but I think that's also a false premise because you know, Saving Private Ryan had a lot of action and oh, yeah. drama. <laughs> no, I mean this but, is what I mean is like it's what, Following what Julian was saying about the sci-fi thing is that it's not the journey in this case. It is actually the destination. Mm. It's an incredibly character-driven. It's completely character-driven. And it's almost perfect that Brad Pitt is in this because it's exactly the kind of space movie that Brad Pitt would make. Mm. Because it's the kind of... And I think he does because it's plan B. Yeah. 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 And it's an introspective look-in sort of story. Yeah, Yeah, of course, he's going to travel across space. And it's it's very big on scale, but... On scale, it's very small because you're just, he's looking, he's dealing with his own uh, relationships with other people, with his dad, uh, with his own loneliness, with his isolation. A lot of it is told through um, voiceover voiceover because it's just his thoughts as he's logging it in his diary. So um, the movie that I'm thinking of is The Martian. Um, Not Mm. because of anything, just because um, I want to know, I guess, how many other people are in this. Uh, I mean, on screen. That's a lot. Right. They're never really sharing a lot of time. There's a lot of people, not a lot of characters. Yeah. Like Liv Tyler is a... a, a Liv Tyler in a space movie again. No, she's she's in... in, She's she's confined to housebound flashbacks. Do you you know who was incredible with this? And she was only in it maybe three minutes and that was Ruth Nega. Yeah. She was electric. Like the second she stepped on screen, she runs this Mars... Mm, Colony. uh, Colony and Mars sucks. Mars really sucks. Mars looks like outside right now. And it's based... I don't know. It's the interpersonal relationship between how you're how your actions and the actions of people before you influence other people's actions and how you deal with that. And of course, because it's space, right? There's a lot of, there's a whole bunch of space to deal with. And people are going to, there'll be casualties along the way and stuff like that. And it's not overly dramatized, which I really enjoyed. I I think some of those action scenes though, like the the moon buggy chase felt almost completely superfluous and I think set expectations the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I think that you actually would have removed that for the movie and 
some other action beats where it's not about that at all and putting mm. it in there kind of got me thinking this is going to go certain yeah. places ultimately for me the Terrence Malick thing I would have been on board for I forgot this movie was coming out because I think it was Fox and now it's under Disney and they don't know what to quite what to do, do with it, it. Yeah. so it did feel like we had that trailer show a long time ago and now it's just here and I would like Terrence Malick's Spaceman movie and I would be interested in there's a kind of a slight vibe when you come from the trailers of 1960s James Bond because all mm. the equipment is that style of like there's not incredibly lived sleek in starships. Yeah. It's lived in grungy. It's rocketry. It's dragon capsules. It's all that kind of stuff. The boogies are very buggies. 1960s space, yeah. space boogies. But as it goes on, I was like, the actual resolution to it all, I think it doesn't really hold up for me. I don't know. I think for me, I, I, I had an incredible time. This was two hours of just pure beauty. We saw it in IMAX as well. And just there was just so much to like take in. It was really overwhelming. And I think it's, an improvement on what Interstellar is trying to do. I thought, I thought, in, you know, Gravity. It's telling a different kind of story, but the way that it's put forward, I think it's a lot more beautiful and a lot more quiet and composed. I think, and I think if you're, if I think if you enjoyed First Man and the the very, I don't know, calculatedness of it, I think you'll enjoy this a lot. So maybe going with no expectations. I'm just thinking that the three of you have set very different expectations. It's an interesting mm. experience. Mm. Like, it, depending on who you, I guess, who you agree with or whatever. Yeah, listening to your reviews, I'm just, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what to expect. Maybe you've set me up perfectly to go watch this <laughs> yeah, film. Yeah. Mm. Um, we've been talking about Ad Astra. Um, are you planning to watch it? Did the trailer excite you? Uh, let us know. You can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at Skip Intro and Y, and you can write us at um, at movies at bfm.my. Uh, coming up, we continue our conversation on Skip Intro, BFM 89.9. Because freedom matters. BFM 89.9. Hello, you are listening to Skip Intro with Lynn, Ian Bahe and Julian. Um, earlier, we heard their review of Ad Astra. Um, and if you missed it, you can catch that on podcast. You can catch that... Um, well, you can look it up. We, it's on our app. It's on our site. Uh, it's anywhere you listen to podcasts. So, um, it this is a space movie. Mm. It's a space movie about relationships um, in some way. It's kind of not the only one in its genre, but you guys didn't really bring up any other movies that it reminded you of that much aside from First Men. Like, is it is it a fresh entry, would you say? Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't say so i think visually it kind of follows a lot more what first man did with regards to just the look of it and mm. just the way that like there are i think there's a landing shot where it just sticks on the strut of the, the landing capsule right there was yeah. one where they land i think it's when they land on mars and yeah. there's a couple of shots but they don't stick to it as much as first man did where the camera always has to be mounted mm. on outside of a spaceship or something but i think was, i forgot about the martian when you brought it up there earlier it's like the martian is the action adventure that the trailer makes this out to be yeah. Whereas I think this is not that at all. It does veer into the interstellar, but it's the interstellar if you cut out all the effect shots, almost. Yeah, I kind of don't, I don't know. I don't feel like it can be grouped together with any of these just because mm. it's not, they kind of don't fit because it is, I think, more, it's just a very good portrait of loneliness and isolation, I mm. think. And I think because of that, 
it's not alone because there are loads of films that have done that before. Sure, but a lot of them take place in space. I mean, I was thinking earlier when uh, when we were thinking of talking about this, how space tends to be a platform for telling like one of five stories, right? It's either like super isolation, people go cray, uh, or it's like a family story, um, or it's like... Problem happens, must come back. Problem happens, <laughs> must come back. Um, must bring him back. Mm. must bring him back must bring yourself back in the mm. case of gravity um, yeah so it, it tends to kind of fall very broadly into these categories or monsters uh, that's the other one um, oh, yeah. in outer space <laughs> so like I, off the lot do you guys have a favourite style because I think space movies are interesting in that they are for everybody and they're not because they're so spectacular and so mm. in that sense they're for everybody but th- there's also something um, that can be quite alienating about mm. them that isn't that makes them like eh, mm. difficult to engage with mm. i don't know i mean for me personally i've always liked the slightly more introspective ones i think like i love the martian because it's it is about him trying to survive but at the same time there's also a lot of dealing with with just mentally trying to get through it. It's also and it's a it's a smart pe- people dealing with problems cr- smartly. Movie. Yeah, you don't yeah. get an awful lot of people arguing over egos and stuff like that. Yes. They're all working together. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. kind of and, interesting to see. And that's the other thing I like. I like the the science aspects of stuff. Right, like for example, I love uh, Apollo thirteen. Ah. the the building of the oh we have to figure out how to build this filter with just the stuff they have in that tin can so many kilometers away. That to me, I like. I like that fixing. I also really just love the early space stuff, the 1960s, 1970s, mm. right? So for me, with that, I'm exp- I'm hoping that the new Apple TV show, For All Mankind, I think we looked it up earlier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, For All Mankind, um, which is essentially set in 67, when instead of the Americans winning the space race and getting to the moon, the Russians do. So it's all of this sort of stuff right and I like those kind of movies I'm not a huge fan of the space pew 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 battle stuff Moonraker <laughs> the Moonraker, end of Moonraker <laughs> aliens you know I'm just like mm, but I think the end of Moonraker yeah. gave us the pew pew pew, pew it's pew, literally pew. action yeah. men in space yeah, shooting exactly. yeah. in space there's something that always um, this movie reminded me of a lot which is an anime called Planetes I think I've probably brought it up before but it is about a crew that runs a garbage scout in space because Space industry has taken off to the point where there's so much garbage in space that like tiny, like a bolt off a satellite is traveling at 600 times the speed of sound. So if that hits a transcontinental jetway plane, that's it. It's game over for that thing. So these are the guys who go around and take down these mm. planes. And it's a, it ties into the themes of isolation and stuff because it's a young guy who wants to be that space astronaut explorer, but he can't get the grades. Mm. You can't get those jobs anymore. And the only thing he can do to get into space is actually to... Do this one thing. Collect yeah, garbage. Garbage. Yeah. And it has, I was expecting some more of this from a little bit of, of the, the spacey stuff because it seems to be edging that way because the tech in that is very much 1960s, 1960s as well. And But there's an awful lot of like figuring out you only have so much gas to get places, mm-hmm. figuring out your trajectories. There's a very cool moment near the end of Ad Astra when I was like, what is he doing? Do you mm. know the point I'm talking about? The yeah. radar thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. What is he doing? Yeah. Like this is, what, what? And then he does it and it's like, that's very cool. But he eyeballed that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think, whereas in Planetes, there is a thing of like, we have, we don't have enough fuel to go get that person. That's it. Mm. And it's a very stark realization that space is terrifying. And Ad Astra gets there a little bit with the end. Like the, the last leg of the journey takes 80 days alone. Mm. And that is, 
Yeah. That's where he goes full 12 Monkeys, Brad. I think there's a lot of a lot of movies in Ad Astra, right? There's a lot of, oh, this bit reminds me of this thing. This mm. little mm. sequence reminds me of that thing. And I think that's my issue with it. There's, there's two distinct films. There's the Brad Pitt in space doing space science things. And then there's the must bring my dad home, which doesn't gel together. Man. <laughs> Do you know what this film is? This is Wally with Brad Pitt. <laughs> It's Wally, but without the the human the hu- yeah, human. Yeah, I was going to say without, without that movie. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it has the balletness of Wally, but it's Brad Pitt. Mm. Yeah, that is a good sell. Yeah, yeah, that works. <laughs> Even for that's me. better than the trailer. Even there's the hand thing, right? He runs his hand through Mundus at one point, like Wally mm-hmm. going through the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has yeah, that hand. kind of quiet beauty about it. Plus Brad Pitt minus cockroach. I'm mm-hmm. in. <laughs> You're there. I think I could do You're this. You're there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I found that, that that visual beauty, like this points with the rings, and like the rings are almost out of frame. Mm. The rings of a planet. Yeah. Like. Yeah. There's a slightly nicer no, shot in here, even no, on IMAX. No, but that's great because that's how you'd look out the window. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I do think I would have liked it more maybe if it actually was all Brad looking out the window. Like, I don't think they actually needed any space shots. I mean, it wouldn't. It would have cost a lot less money. Can I say I didn't? I didn't say this before. I have never cared less about how a film was shot before. Yeah. Because mm. First Man, I was thinking a lot about how technical. Um, yeah, technical it was, how they didn't use any practical effects. This one, I just didn't care. I didn't care if this was shot underwater mm. or how they did all of it. It's just so much. Mm. And it's so interesting, the shots that they use and how they, they play with that to tell the story. Mm. I have a question. Did anyone else like or hate Sunshine? I liked Sunshine. The ending was a bit weird, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't no, know. I don't like it. Oh, cuz like I I tend to think about Sunshine as one of those that kind of came and went. Um mm. you know, it really didn't make an impact. Like nobody talks about it anymore. Uh Danny Boyle has gone on to make like a thousand other huge films, so nobody thinks about it. But it's actually one of those where that's what prompted my question about how space movies are all about kind of the same thing. But that doesn't make them bad. Mm. You know, it's it's still this one has all of it. This one has like egos fighting, yep. gotta save the earth. Um crazy guy goes crazy in space. Like, it's got all those different components, but that's what makes space movies space movies. Um, And so Sunshine for me is in many ways like the quintessential space thriller. Mm. It has like the setup, it's got you in a locked room because you're out in space. Um, But Ad Astra doesn't sound like that. I am deeply intrigued Mm. Wally, mm. Wally did it for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I do have to say the, the the sunshine thing. I think is it John Murphy that did the score for that, along with Twenty Eight Days Later. I think those are two tracks. The the, the, the music, Adagio, Adagio and G minor or something like that is the the music that runs throughout right. Sunshine, and that music is amazing. It, it fits perfectly with everything they're doing in that film. I just love that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just that. did anyone else? Do you guys like space movies? What have been your favorites? Uh, what are some of the ones that you think are perhaps? Under or overrated, uh, tell us. WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at skipintro, uh, my and write us at movies at bfm.my. 